Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome, welcome. Welcome, all you Facebook Live people. We're so glad you're joining us. It is our first attempt, and hopefully it'll work. Woohoo! So I'm Tamara. I'm the associate pastor, and we are talking about um, the simple gifts. It's the Jewish housewarming gifts, the traditional housewarming gifts. The first week we talked about bread, how Jesus is the bread of life. Last week we talked about salt, how our lives should have, include flavor. We are not bland Christians. Jesus was not bland in everything he did, but he was very um, exciting, right? Not bland. So we want to not be bland Christians. Let's see if this is going to work. So today we're going to be talking sugar um, and sugar so that your life may know sweetness. Now, in the Bible, sugar is not mentioned. Honey is. So I looked up honey, sweet, and sweetness to get verses and to, to do this study. But how many of you think, with this week, it was really hard for me to think about sweetness, especially when I went to the grocery stores. With the craziness that it's going around, it was so difficult to talk or to think about sweetness and life having sweetness when this is what you saw. And the song that was going through my head all week was R.E.M.'s um, It's the End of the World as We Know It. All week. The end of the world as we know it. And all week. Now, I'm going to tell you, these are my photos I took on Friday at a Sprouts and a um, Smart and Final. Hardly any, there was pretty much no frozen food. There, oh no, those are eggs. There were no eggs. I saw people, see those big boxes? Those were cartons of eggs. I don't know how many eggs were in them. And people were having two and three of those in their carts. I don't know what they're doing with all the eggs. The bottom, where you see the green, is potatoes. There were no potatoes at Sprouts. None. Zip. Zero. Except for those two sad, two or three sad looking little yams. Um, the middle picture was the soup aisle. All the soups were wiped out. The bottom, or the other, the one on my right, is peanut butter. And I'm going to tell you, I walked into Sprouts and to Smart and Final, and I, and I just needed some normal everyday stuff. I wanted to make some soup. I wanted to, you know, I just need some things. And the stress, the anxiety, the panic, the fear was palpable. It was palpable. And so, and then we watched the news, and then we were seeing things on Facebook, and then I was getting text messages from people. The um, office I work in, our industry is greatly impacted by this, and so now I may lose my job because we don't have, all of our gigs got canceled. We provide sound for large venues. Guess what got canceled? Large venue gigs, right? So they're like, well, we might have to start cutting hours. Well, I only work two days a week, so cutting my hours will kind of stress me out. I'm thinking, all right, Lord, you provide. You keep telling me you provide, so you're going to be providing me for this. I'm not going to worry about it. But it is stressful because, like I said earlier, you start honing in on all the world's problems, and it starts to get to you. And when you have to talk about sweetness in the world, when it's crazy, and I heard my, my sister-in-law Susan's mom was Welsh, so I hear her voice in my head. She passed eight years ago, and I hear her voice in my head. It is bloody crazy out there. 
And um, bloody crazy is true, Verna. It, that's the word she gave me today. So thank you, Verna, for that. But we're going to today taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joys of those who take refuge in them. We don't have to be crazy like the world. We can taste and see that he is so good to us. Even in the midst of a crisis, he is good and we can have joy because we'll take refuge in him. So, our deep well on the words, sugar, honey, sweet. When I looked it up um, in the Hebrew, in the, well, it was Hebrew, um, it was pleasurable. Things that bring you pleasure um, and sweetness. We want to look at those words in the Bible. So in Leviticus, um, but I said to you, you will possess their land. I will give it to you as an inheritance, a land flowing with milk and honey. In the Lord your God who has set you apart from the nations. God is promising us a land flowing with milk and honey of sweetness. And so we can take comfort in knowing that the Lord has a plan for each of us and that he's going to bring us out of this into a land flowing with milk and honey. In Psalm 119.101-103, I have refused to walk any evil path so that I remain obedient to your word. I haven't turned away from your regulations, for you have taught me well. How sweet your words taste to me. They are sweeter than honey. When we are in God's word during a crisis, his words are sweeter than honey. They will get us through anything and everything. So now more than ever, we need to be looking at God's word to encourage us, to strengthen us, to bring us peace, and to bring us comfort more than anything right now. So practicalities. And this is a very short sermon because of the stuff we did on the front end. So I wanted to make sure that this was short and sweet. Sweet, get it? Short and sweet. Because I want to do a lot of prayer at the end. Practicalities. Be sweet out there, people. Be gracious, be kind, be helpful. And and from Nehemiah 8.10. And Nehemiah continued, Go and celebrate with a feast of rich foods and sweet drinks and share gifts of food with people who have nothing prepared. This is a sacred day before our Lord. Don't be dejected and sad, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. This is one of my verses. The joy of the Lord is my strength. We don't have to be dejected. We don't have to be sad. Let's help the people out there that aren't prepared. Let's be the kindness and the gentleness that people that are so freaked out over this need so badly. So be sweet out there. Two, use wisdom. Know also that wisdom is like honey for you. If you find it, there is a future hope for you, and your hope will not be cut off. Use wisdom. Use God's wisdom to navigate this crazy world. Right? We're using wisdom. You know, we're not hugging as much. We're going to wash our hands. Use wisdom when we go to the stores and not hoard. Use wisdom when we talk to people about business, about school closures, about all of that. Use wisdom. And I'm sorry, my phone is dinging. And it's Wendy Householder texting me. Wendy, stop texting if you're listening. (laughs) Wendy, text again. Sorry. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know that's what she said. So use wisdom, and that's from Proverbs 24, 14. 
I'm giving you all Bible today, folks. Do good. When you lie down, you will not be afraid. When you lie down, your sleep will be sweet. Have no fear of sudden disaster or of the ruin that overtakes the wicked, for the Lord will be at your side and will keep your foot from being snared. Do not withhold good from those to whom it is due when it is in your power to act. When it is in your power to act, do good. Do not say to your neighbor, come back tomorrow and I'll give it to you, to you when you already have it within you. Be good. Do good. Be kind to your neighbors. You know, are there elderly near you that are kind of homebound and need your help? Help them. Don't be afraid. Help them. Go to the store for them. Um, you know, find out who your neighbors are. Because in the midst of all this, it's our neighbors, it's our faith family that need to come together and help each other out. So do good. That's from Proverbs 3:23 through 28. Last one. Ezekiel 3, 3 through 4. Speak God's words, not the world's wor words. That's hard to say. Not the world's words, but speak God's words. Then he said to me, son of man, eat this scroll I am giving you and fill your stomach with it. So I ate it and it tasted as sweet as honey in my mouth. He then said to me, son of man, go now to the people of Israel and speak my words to them. Taking the scroll is consuming God's word, right? Consuming God's word and then going speaking it out into the world. People today need faith more than anything. They need hope more than anything. And it comes on us Christians to do that right now. It comes upon us as Christians to do that right now. To spread hope, to spread faith, to spread peace, to spread calmness. Kim, I'm sorry about this next picture. It has bananas in it. So I'm going to tell you a little something that happened on Friday when I was at Martin Final and, and Sprouts. Um, I was in Sprouts, and I literally stood in the store at one point just looking around, and I could feel my anxiousness level rising because, like I said before, the stress and the anxiety and the fear was palpable. And then all of a sudden, I just stopped my cart. I looked around at the ridiculousness of everybody panicking and started to laugh. A woman came up next to me, and she goes, I'm glad I'm not the only one that just wants to laugh at all this. And so that brought on more laughter and a little conversation. I then had a lovely conversation with a um, woman. She was probably in her upper 80s. She was in a little, um, one of those uh, carts with the baskets, you know, you can get at the grocery store. And her son, she just kind of parked herself because there was no room to use her little cart. And her son was going around and um, grabbing things and putting them in her cart, putting stuff in his cart. And so we had a lovely little conversation as well. And she goes, why are people so freaked out? And she's seen a lot of stuff in her 80 plus years. She goes, I don't understand how people are so afraid. And she was a Christian, and we got to talking about how God is going to take care of this. We don't have to be fearful. So we ended up in line together, and the lines were pretty long. So I was getting up to it, and um, one thing that I wanted was bananas. There was no bananas. There was no carrots. I wanted carrots, too, and there was no carrots. There were no potatoes. They were out of a lot of stuff. They were stocking as fast as possible, but it wasn't fast. I wasn't there when they stocked up. So as I was going up and I'm starting to put my stuff on the little belt, the lady next to me, I looked and I go, oh, you got bananas. She goes, yeah, they just put them out. 
So I look back, big old thing of bananas now. And she goes, run. And everyone around me is like, run back and go get them. And I'm like, no, it's really, it's okay. I'm going to another store. I know they have them. Um, It's okay. I don't want to hold up the line because it was so long. The next thing I know, this woman who I just commented on her bananas said, my daughter's going to run back to get you some. Teenage girl. Ran back. She comes running back with a big old smile. Here's your bananas. I was so touched by that because that was in the midst of craziness. Someone was showing kindness and sweetness to me. And so I got my bananas and I didn't have to worry about it. And I'm like, so thankful. Now think about the trekkers at the grocery store right now. This poor girl that was checking me out, it was her third day. Third day. The look on her face, and she had only been there an hour. The look on her face, she was just, and she was fast. I couldn't believe how fast she was. She was ringing up people. I mean, they were all, their hands were flying. And so what I did is I stopped her for a second. And I said, you are doing an awesome job. And she finally looked at them and she goes, and her shoulders relaxed. And she had a smile on her face finally. Thank you. It's only my third day here. And I said, oh, my gosh, you're kidding. I said, I figured you'd been here for a long time because you are so fast and you are so good and you're doing an amazing, amazing job. I changed that woman's, that girl, she was a young young woman, demeanor right then and there. And people around, I heard the person, after I said that, the person goes, oh, and thanked the grocer or the checker on the other aisles. So I had kind of started this little thing, and the people behind me, when they went up, they were like, you're doing a great job. Keep it up. Keep going. And giving them those checkers and encouragement. At Smart and Final, this poor girl was um, restocking the bread shelves, which were totally bare. So... How I got bagels and raisin bread for you guys, I don't know, because that's what I was there for. But I got them. They were there for me. But she was stocking, and people were literally coming up, and as she's, like, lifting up, grabbing it out of her hand, taking it out of the box. And I'm like, sweetheart, you're doing amazing. I don't know how you do this, but you are doing amazing. And she goes, I am doing amazing. And she kind of stood up, and she goes, I can't believe, I am doing amazing. I'm doing a good job. I go, yes, you are. And I said, don't let these crazies get to you. Just spreading a little sweetness. And then, like four other people, as they were reaching for their bread, stopped and said, sweetheart, you are doing a great job. We're sorry for all the crazies around here that are trying to grab stuff out of your hands. Just keep going. You're doing great. Don't worry about them. Don't listen to them. They're doing great. Get up to the checker again. She's like whipping through because the lines are long. And again, I just said, you are doing an awesome job. Thank you so much. She goes, I figure if I can survive this, I can survive anything. Thank you. You know, but I got conversation going. My friend Debbie yesterday went to a frame shop, and she told me that, she goes, oh, I went to this new frame shop. A friend of ours um, uh, recommended, and the guy was like kind of gruff that was helping people, and the people that he was trying to help were just kind of, impatient and not very nice and he was like with them and she goes great and this is I don't need somebody gruff and mean to me and so she goes I just made the decision that I was going to love up on him I was going to be sweet to him and I was going to be kind to him she goes by the end of the thing his whole demeanor changed and she goes 
He goes, I'm sorry, I've been so gruff. And she goes, no. She goes, I can see the teddy bear of a man that you are inside. And she goes, it's coming out. She goes, I left there. He had the biggest smile on his face, and he was so different. That's what we need today is to talk to people, to be kind to them. Let those workers out there that are being, and I'm sorry, but there are some mean people out there, and these people are being just, yeah, horribly spoken to. I heard some, and I made sure I ran up to those people afterwards and say, you're doing a great job. Don't listen to negative people because you're doing the best you can do in this situation. It's the idiots around you that are making it difficult. But you are awesome. You are good. You're doing great. That's my banana stories. But I wanted to share that because I really truly believe that our words and our actions can change the flow of this. That we don't have to panic. We don't have to be afraid. That we can bring sweetness. We can be dripping honey to everybody. Honey, Kathy and I were talking just before this, was is healing. It's actually used in the Bible for healing. Um, for healing wounds and for healing um, sore throats and gut. And so honey is healing. So when we speak with words of honey, it's healing. I saw that just the last few days. Our words can be healing balm to others. So speak kindness. So it's the end of the world as we know it. That song continues to, just because I like the song. And now after, what, 40 years, I think it was 40 years ago was it came out, it is now a hit again. I saw that online because I was trying to look up some of the words. It's now a hit again because everyone's singing it and they're playing it on the, the radio stations, I guess. But that's not the end of the story. Because it may, for the world, it may seem like the end. But for our believers, the end of the world as we know it, I feel fine. Right? I feel fine. Because I know that the Lord is still on the throne. I still know that Lord is in power in all of this. I still know the Lord is with me and working through me and in me and through all believers. And so if we come together, we're going to all feel fine, right? I'll feel fine. No worries. So today's our president declared it a national day of prayer. Um, so that's why I kind of ran through a little sermon. But I wanted to take time to pray as a community of believers. I'm not going to say stand up and hold hands because, you know, we want to keep our distance a little bit. But I want all of us to sit in prayer. I want all of you just to speak out to the Lord. Speak out for our country. Speak out for the world. Speak out against the coronavirus. Speak out um, against fear and panic. Speak um, wisdom and discernment into our government officials. Right? Speak wisdom and discernment into our doctors and our nurses, especially our nurses. I'm sorry, they're the ones that really control everything. Right, Karen? Hey, I worked in the medical field. I know what happens in the back 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 rooms. So it's really the nurses that run everything. I love doctors, but nurses I really, really love. Um, so we want to come together in prayer. Psalm 91, if you look on your letter, is one of the ones we're saying, let's memorize it. Let's just read it every day. And so I'll start with reading this. And then whoever wants to pray, just pray out loud. We're just going to take a few minutes to do that. So let's pray. Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God, and I trust him. 
for he will rescue you from every trap and protect you from deadly disease. He will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armor and your protection. I'm going to read that line again. His faithful promises are your armor and your protection. Do not be afraid of the terrors of the night, nor the arrow that flies in the day. Do not dread the disease that stalks in the darkness, nor the disaster that strikes at midday. Amen. So anyone, let us pray. Father God, we just come now together to pray for all believers, to pray for all in the world who may not believe, Lord, that you are Lord. Lord, we ask that you come now into this gathering and to give us words to speak. Give us hope, Lord. Give us healing. Give us faith. Give us love. Give us joy. Give us peace. Give us calm and comfort. I'm going to be reading a prayer coming out of Bridge Builders of Arizona. Lord, we humble ourselves before you and ask forgiveness for our sins and the sins of our nation. Have mercy on us and heal our land. We also ask you to sovereignly heal the sick and stop the coronavirus plague. We thank you, Lord, that President Trump has called a national day of prayer. Give our president, vice president, and other government and health officials wisdom and strategy in how to contain the virus and navigate the ensuing economic storm. Just as Jesus spoke to the turbulent weather, we, we speak to the atmosphere of fear, panic, and chaos over this nation and say, peace, be still. In Jesus' name, we say to the enemy who has come to kill, steal, and destroy this nation, enough is enough, cease and desist. We thank you, Jesus, that you are here in the midst of us and that you have come to give life and life more abundantly. We pray that schools, businesses, churches, and other institutions and agencies whose services have been disrupted by the coronavirus will be able to keep their doors open and that the economy will stabilize. Lord, we pray that you will take what Satan meant for evil and turn it to good. Awaken this nation, both those who know you and those who do not. We pray for revival in the church and a great spiritual awakening across our land with multitudes coming to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm going to invite the worship team up. Go ahead and stand up. We're going to do a little bit of um, 
worship, and then we'll go right into communion.